ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. An Australian set to take the reins next month at a significant international institution in Geneva in Switzerland. The former Labor Minister, Melissa Park, will become Executive Director of ICANN, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. With the international environment increasingly uncertain, and we discussed this, didn't we, at the very start of the program, and relations between nuclear states deteriorating, the job for nuclear disarmament advocates is probably harder than ever. Melissa Park's the former Labor member for the federal seat of Fremantle. She's the former Minister for International Development and a former United Nations lawyer who served in Kosovo, Gaza and Lebanon, as well as New York. Welcome to Saturday Extra. Thank you, Geraldine. Lovely to be with you. Congratulations on the new role. Now, for those who don't know, what exactly is ICANN, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons? Uh, ICANN is a a civil society movement made up of more than 650 partner organisations working together to to eliminate nuclear weapons. Uh, uh, ICANN was... um, instrumental in raising awareness about the humanitarian consequences of nuclear war and uh, in getting this treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons. And, of course, won the, the Nobel Nations. Prize, didn't it? In um... And for, the, for those efforts, it won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2017. Indeed. And uh, I should say it started in Australia, in Melbourne, by a group of very concerned people sitting around the kitchen table in Melbourne and looking at the the sad state of the world and why, and and the fact that nuclear armed states uh, were not disarming in accordance with their legal obligations under the Non-Proliferation Treaty, and thinking about what they could do to change that, that was in two thousand seven. What do you? Uh, and then, yeah. Well, uh, yes. And look, don't please don't take this the wrong way. Uh, but in some ways, it's been seen, I think, as as, as quite as obviously an important advocacy organisation, but it tilting at some windmills and also at the sense that they didn't we didn't have to deal with it immediately that it was was just sort of rumbling along in this ghastly background noise and now it's come back in this terrible sort of return appearance uh, due to the Ukraine war so i suppose it makes your job at this time uh, a very interesting challenge it does i mean the threat of nuclear weapons has never actually gone away it's just that people's consciousness of it went away after the end of the Cold War. But they, they've been there the whole time uh, and you've got 2,000 of the 12,500 nuclear weapons in the world on high alert. And we know that at any moment um, one of them could be used. could be an accident, could be an unhinged leader or a terrorist group or a cyber attack or just a simple mistake. And... Uh, there have been many uh, mistakes over the years, um, many, most of which we don't know about because they uh, kept kept quiet. But uh, they're known as broken arrow incidents uh, involving nuclear weapons, and in any one of those incidents, we we uh, we could have seen a, a full blown nuclear war and the end of uh, life on Earth. What do you hope to achieve in the job? What's your particular aim, especially I suppose globally? Well, ultimately, of course, uh, the aim is the elimination of nuclear weapons. But uh, the the pathway to getting there is via the the, the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, which 
has, has been necessary because of the failure of nuclear armed states to disarm in, in accordance with their obligations under the NPT. And the treaty, the treaty on the prohibition of nuclear weapons actually builds on, uh, is consistent with the non-proliferation treaty. How could Australia implement it, for instance? Well, uh, I mean, there are, there are a few steps we'd need to take to implement it. We would have to um, cease claiming protection under the US nuclear umbrella. Uh, we, we would um, have to ensure that our joint defence facilities, including Hind Gap, uh, and the Air Force Base at Tyndall uh, didn't involve any Australian assistance with targeting or use of nuclear weapons. Uh, say that B-52s coming to uh, Northern Territory, they would have to be non-nuclear capable B-52s. There are two kinds, nuclear capable and non- non-nuclear capable, and we want the, the non-nuclear capable ones if we're going to have them. Uh, so, But there's really no impediments to Australia joining the treaty, even uh, even with AUKUS. Well, that was my next question, because, of course, it's nuclear-fuelled uh, boats. In fact, I think next week uh, a, a Virginia-class uh, nuclear-powered submarine is arriving in, Mel- in um, Fremantle Harbour, I think it is. Uh, mm. So th- this doesn't, uh, f- this doesn't uh, transgress the TPNW? Look, the TPNW doesn't prohibit nuclear-propelled submarines. And what I'd say about AUKUS is that it makes joining the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons even more more important to secure our long-term commitment to nuclear non-proliferation and disarmament. Um, Basically, you know, it escalates the need for us to uh, reassure the Australian public and the region uh, that this government and future governments will never acquire, host, support or assist with nuclear weapons possession and use. And I I note that the Prime Minister and the Foreign Minister and the Defence Minister have all said that AUKUS is not about obtaining nuclear weapons, that the submarines will only be carrying conventional weapons. And so what we want is Australia's assurance in a legally binding commitment to the treaty. Do you think Prime Minister Albanese will ratify the treaty as he said he would? Yes, well, of course, it was back in 2018 at Labor's uh, national conference that <laughs> Anthony Albanese uh, moved a motion, uh, moved a resolution, and that was seconded by Richard Miles at the time to uh, to sign and ratify the treaty when in government, and that that was then reaffirmed. That policy was reaffirmed in 2021, and it's been backed by almost every state and territory Labor branch and uh, many local branches, unions, and Labor parliamentarians. So uh, there is the platform policy refers to the need to take account of several considerations that are prudent considerations and all of those basically were addressed by Anthony Albanese in his speech at the time. And uh, and so it's, yeah, we, we don't see any impediments at all and we're very much hoping that uh, that the government can make an announcement soon about uh, its intention to sign on to the treaty. Well, I wonder if they will be affected by the United States warning because it it has said Australia should not join the treaty, arguing that it could hamper defence arrangements as the treaty, quotes, would not allow for US extended deterrence relationships. Now, I wonder what you make of that and how you imagine Labor might react. 
Well, look, this it's, it's the failure of the nuclear armed states to disarm that has led to the need to have this treaty. Uh, it, the, it's interesting that the uh, nuclear armed states, uh, and I, I, I use the example of the UN Security Council permanent members, all of whom are nuclear armed states, agreeing in 2022 that a nuclear war can never be won and must never be fought, uh, and yet uh, clinging on to their uh, to their nuclear weapons. But the only way to ensure that a nuclear war uh, is never fought is to eliminate nuclear weapons. And it's not a naive kind of hope. It's the only rational thing to do. Those calling for the maintenance of weapons of mass destruction in their defence policies are the ones keeping the world in extreme danger. It was one of the more extraordinary aspects, I thought, of the Oppenheimer film, which I presume you have seen. Um, the, <coughs> the appearance of... Klaus Fuchs, the uh, German-English physicist who actually handed all the Los Alamos details to effectively Stalin's Russia um, and much to the absolute astonishment of everybody in the US, the the Russians exploded their first atom bomb in 1949, establishing, quotes, the balance of terror, which has reigned, thankfully, until now. (laughs) And um, as people like Ben McIntyre, you know, the English writer said, if he hadn't done that, we... We don't know quite where we'd be. Now, I, w- I wonder how you hear that. Well, look, um, I know there's this, this the theory that is nuclear deterrence is the one that nuclear armed states use to justify their possession and, and investment in these horrific weapons. But, you know, for nuclear deterrence to work, all the stakeholders have to be acting rationally and predictably 100% of the time and um, particularly that's we know that's not how people work in the particularly in the fog of war and the deterrence doctrine also requires that there be no accidents or mistakes or unhinged leaders or terrorist groups or cyber attacks and that's a pretty bold assumption to make so um, I, I, I sort of challenge the view that nuclear weapons are keeping the peace uh, they, they, they manifestly haven't been keeping peace. Uh, there's a lot of conflict going on in the world, and indeed they make they make conflict worse. And the the, uh, is, the Ukraine issue is highlighting the way that nuclear weapons uh, can be used to coerce and intimidate and hold the world hostage. In effect. Yes, it's certainly bracing. My goodness, it is looking at, you know, and that whole argument of if, if, if the Ukraine hadn't handed back their weapons as a result of the, of the Minsk agreement, would we be in the position we're in, which is a dreadful dilemma, I know. Well, look, Melissa Parker, you have your job ahead of you. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for, for talking about this important issue today, Gerald. When do you head away, by the way? Uh, at the end of the month. At the end of the month. Okay, good luck. Okay, cheers. Melissa Park, who will be taking on the role of Executive Director of ICANN, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.